Hello San Pedro podcast episode 80. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jess. And this is the Hello San Pedro podcast. Join us as we talk with locals, community leaders, business owners, and people like us who love all things San Pedro. Every week, we'll explore San Pedro's deeply rooted culture, discuss local issues, and spread good vibes. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda Silva. Um, this is going to be a tough kind of emotional episode. Um, so a few months ago in April, our community lost an amazing woman to health complications after fighting cancer for nearly a year. She was an active learner and preserver of our local history, a storyteller of the history that she discovered and an educator to anyone with a curiosity about this town. She has accomplished so much for this community, and her work will continue to impact how we move forward in this new era. And her last and most ambitious endeavor, the San Pedro Heritage Museum, a vision of hers we hope will be realized one day, will be a lasting legacy for this town. It is in her honor that we are starting a new series of episodes in the month of September focusing on local history. This month, she would have celebrated her 44th birthday. In this episode, I sit down with two good friends of mine, but more importantly, two good friends of hers who knew her and her work very well. I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Joshua Stecker, publisher of San Pedro Today magazine. Hi, I'm Megan Barnes. I used to write for San Pedro Today and The Daily Breeze and I now do something else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, I, I've been anticipating this episode for a long time. Um, I think that it's important that we have this discussion because I want to tell the community, um, well, mostly everybody knew Angela Romero, but I really wanted to kind of break it down and put together a comprehensive, like, episode that really shared who she was to us and her value to this community. I want to go into, first of all, who was Angela Romero? My answer has been like, oh, she was the local historian and she was really important to the community. That's kind of been like my one line answer. But of course, I know she was just so much more than that. You know, she was a writer. She was a researcher. She really got the community involved and she didn't just wait for you to ask about history. She really brought it to you. So that's kind of what I want to go into. Megan, do you could you give us a little bit of a rundown on? Yeah, a little bio. Uh, so Angela mm-hmm. was born in 1978. Mm-hmm. Uh, she grew up in Northwest San Pedro. She went to Bandini, Dodson Middle School, and she kind of followed her friends from Dodson to Narbonne. She didn't go to Pedro, which is something she talked about. Mm-hmm. That um, she felt a little disconnected, despite being a fourth generation San Pedrin. She was very active in sports and community activities. I think she even delivered papers. I remember that. This sounds kind of vaguely familiar. Did. Yeah. I believe she did at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And she, um, so she graduated from Narbonne in 1996. And then she was briefly at the University of Colorado at Boulder. 
um, came back. She was in Harbor College, and I think that's when she started doing Harbor College Theater. Mm -hmm. Um, She got a corporate finance job. She was working for Saatchi and Saatchi. um, And she got laid off in 2009, like during the Great Recession. And that's when she was looking for something to do. She kind of had the unemployment blues and her mom suggested go take a walk. And that turned into her like future. Before you get into that, because I feel like that was really like the catalyst for her, like that kind of launched her into who we know Romy as, you know what I mean? Um, I remember her talking about her attitudes toward Pedro before that, right? So she would tell me like, it, I mean, it just wasn't a big deal to be in Pedro, and she was kind of just, like, over it. And I know that's why she enjoyed, like, going to college in Colorado, because she was just away from the small town or whatever. Do you guys know of any other attitude she may have had towards Pedro before? Just, like, a hard eye roll? Yes. Yes. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things, like, we bonded over was the fact that we both had um, very similar upbringings and similar views, like, because I never went to Pedro High School. I never went to high school in San Pedro either. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we always felt this, uh, this like, uh, we always shared this little disconnection. But it was uh, it was like an outsider point of view looking in. It was it was that objectiveness, I thought, that that we got from it. But, yeah, her attitude towards Pedro was very much, I shared it with her growing up. It was, you know, it was the place where our family was from. It was like our hub, but it was... Yes, it was unique and, and different, but, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really notice it. Yeah. And it was only until we were both in our, you know, adult, you know, until we were both adults, when we realized how special and unique and how different and how lucky mm-hmm. we are to, you know, to be from and live in uh, this, <laughs> this wacky little place called Yes, <laughs> it, it is wacky. <laughs> Um, I kind of, so when I was reading about her and I was reading all the, the tributes in her issue, um, I, I was like, yep, like I totally identified with some of that. Cause I, I feel like I was, I feel like I'm constantly trying to prove to myself that I'm prove to others that I'm very Pedro, by the way, the first draft of my tribute that I was going to send in was like. It was so long. It was so long. Absolutely unacceptable. I'm sure Um, everyone's was. (laughs) I know. And I was like, Megan, which part do I cut out? I don't know. Um, But a lot of it, I think a lot of it was kind of tying my, like, this desire to be Pedro, you know, and to prove that I'm Pedro. Um, Because I didn't go to any of the Pedro schools either. And I feel like that's something that her and I have talked about, too. I mean, she went to the middle, the elementary and middle schools, but I didn't go to any of the public schools. And then in high school, I was just in a completely different town. So um, can I comment on one thing about the 100 percent? Okay, so so Angela was a fourth generation San Pedro. I'm a first generation San Pedro. My parents uh, grew up in Carson. And so like. Angela and I used to kind of like make this analogy of if San Pedro was the Harry Potter universe, she would come from multi-generational magical wizarding family and I would be muggle-born. <laughs> so, I, so even though I was born in San Pedro and I went to all San Pedro schools, I, um, well actually I wasn't born in San Pedro, but raised in San Pedro and went to Pedro schools, I had a little complex of my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that you don't have all the family history yeah. here. I'll never forget when she learned that my grand my great grandmother lived here in Mexican Hollywood and my grandmother was raised in Mexican Hollywood and you know my I think all my I think my grandmother and my grandfather were born at San Pedro Hospital and I think my parent my mom and my brother my sorry my mom and her brothers were all born at Pedro Hospital when she thought I was like some PV girl and I'll never forget I was taking her we were both going somewhere and I think we were going like shopping or something I was make I'm the worst I make everybody go shopping with me um and when I told her that she was like oh I didn't know that you were from Pedro. She was like, I just thought you were some PV girl who was like really into Pedro. And I was like, <laughs> so offended. I was so offended. I was like, oh. And then ever since then, I felt like I had a little bit more cred with her. <laughs> and she could take me a little bit more seriously. <laughs> and I wasn't just some random fan of hers that like, you know, stumbled on the tours or whatever. Can I share one fact yes, that yes. came to mind? I'm sorry. No, As no, you know, no, you're no constantly flooded with Angela facts. Yes. But she pointed out to me that when people say that they're born and raised in San Pedro, even if they were born at Providence, technically the hospital is located in the unincorporated La Rambla area. Mm-hmm. So she was like, mm-hmm. really, you were only born in San Pedro if you were born at home. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It's true. Yeah, she'd say that because I was born in Pedro Hospital. And she brought that up one day. I was like, really? You know what? Um, I, I really can't be saying that I was born and raised because technically I was born in Long Beach. But I was like... I wasn't even brought here immediately. So it's like, I can't even say that. I grew up in like, well, I think my parents were in Wilmington at the time when I was born. And then they immediately moved into my grandparents' house, which at the time I thought was Pedro, which I remember writing my address. So did you ever look into that to see if my parents' house yeah. was Pedro yeah. at um, the so time? It, so it was. Um, that area was was annexed and joined the city of RPV in the 80s. But from my understanding, like there's a separate process for change of zip code through the oh the postal service. So that probably happened later. That's probably what happened. Yeah, because yeah. I remember writing my address down as San Pedro when yeah, I was yeah. little. Um, so if we can go back to Harbor College and she stumbled upon the theater group. So I don't think she was yet on her Pedro journey in those days. No. I that started really. Um, actually, it was while she was working at Saatchi and Saatchi. Um, they they had some t- kind of program where the employees volunteered their, uh, to like different nonprofits, and yeah. she chose Grand Vision Foundation because she loved the Warner Grand Theater. Yep. And that's really where it started was when she started researching the history and just had this deep appreciation that she chased for the rest of her life. And she ultimately became like this devoted student of San Pedro. Mm-hmm. From what I know about her time at Saatchi and Saatchi, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, a, it wasn't a really long time, was it? I don't remember. It no, wasn't, right? it wasn't a long, long time. She wasn't yeah. there a long time. Yeah. And then, so she, she mm-hmm. discovered that while she was there, and then she was eventually laid off, and that's when she... Yeah, her mom suggested that she go for a walk, and... Angela eventually turned that into a blogging project called San Pedro Block by Block, and it took her about nine months, but she set out to walk every block, every street in San Pedro. Uh, She documented it. It was something that got her out of the house every day. 
And that's actually how I found her. Mm -hmm. She would kind of just share her musings and observations and what history she could learn. And um, so, you know, the Bank of America on 10th and Pacific. Mm -hmm. So that bank, like above the door on Pacific, there's like this really beautiful old Bank of America sign. And there's like, like a metallic relief with a tall ship above it. It's gorgeous, obviously very old. So I was just curious about it and I Googled it. And the first thing that came up was her blog and that's how I found her. And at the time I was a freelancer and I was like, this blog was like so fascinating to me. I was like, oh my God, I have to meet this person. Yeah. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I emailed her to interview her and we didn't end up connecting till much later on, but. At Starbucks. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. when John Olguin died, Mr. San Pedro on New Year's Day, 2011, Angela, she had finished block by block, mm-hmm. but she was still posting. Like, she, her page had already kind of become a thing at that point. And um, she planned to organize this memorial for him where people would hold hands along the Sail del Mar. And I was going to interview her about that. And she said, do you want to meet at the Starbucks at Western Westmont? And I said, oh, sure. What day? this day what time oh perfect because i'm starting my shift there two hours later Mm -hmm. so i went and interviewed her about it and then i started working and she stayed and and was typing but of course like when i actually met her in person i was like oh this is venti black iced tea Mm -hmm. (laughs) i had been making her drink for months yeah and wondering who she was Mm -hmm. who who is this mysterious author because her name was just Romy Mm -hmm. and I didn't know if that was male or female or or like anything was intentionally ambiguous yeah and as soon as I saw her in the magazine I was like oh my gosh I know her so Josh at what point did you come across her I met I met Angela in 2008 I want to say it was 2008 it was during a photo shoot for the then San Pedro magazine before it was San Pedro today when it was owned by the Press Telegram. And uh, uh, this, there was a local theater guy coming in doing shows at the Warner Grand and um, Angela was volunteering. She was helping out doing like um, production stuff, volunteering for it. And she was there that day for the uh, cover shoot. And she introduced herself. I remember I met her on the stage of the Warner Grand Theater. That was the first time I ever talked to her, met her, and she uh, asked me about something with the magazine, like she had an idea for a comic strip in the magazine. So Angela. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was very, it was a funny idea. She was describing it to me, I remember it was Point Vermin. She yes. Was, uh, it, was, it was something that she had a funny idea for and about rats living in Point Vermin Park, and it was funny, and uh, that was really cool, and I was like, that would be funny for the magazine, and you know, and we just like kind of hit it off and she emailed me a little bit about it that was it we just kept like a very it was a very casual thing it was just that was as far as it went and then um cut to when she had the idea for block by block and i was reminded of this on her block by block blog um when i was uh when i re- you know went back to it after she had passed when we were putting all the stuff together for the tribute issue and I was reminded of of how it went down she wrote about it and she had written me she found me on Twitter and she wrote me a DM on Twitter um, asking me about her idea to walk every block in San Pedro. And I said, just do it. I said, just do it. And I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was really unique. I thought it was 
interesting and she kind of explained to me what she wanted to, what her purpose was for it she's like i want to you know walk every block and and get the history and talk about you know the things that are really interesting and i think i can do it and i'm i'm thinking to myself you know she's great every, yeah exactly like walk every block in town and i know Pedro isn't that big but it's on a hill <laughs> like they're like all these things like i wouldn't want to do it like okay but so i told her to just do it and so then she did it and I was uh, so impressed. And the next time we would we would really meet was when I would be a guest walker on her mm-hmm. uh, blog. One time we met at Paseo del Mar, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the first time we actually had like a. I think I met her once at a coffee shop uh, to kind of. I think yeah, I think I did meet her once at like Starbucks. But I think our first like real deep conversation was when we did that um, Paseo del Mar walk for her blog, and. To be honest with you, I have no idea what we talked about that day. <laughs> it's I just remember it was a long time. Somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if she recorded it or not, but it was probably. But um, yeah, that was the thing, and I just I knew she was serious about it when she did it, when she finished it. One of my biggest regrets was missing the um, party that she had at the end of the block by block thing. She mm-hmm. had a party at the Gabrilla Beach uh, Pier, and I couldn't make it that day. Mm-hmm. I remember wanting to go so badly too because I wanted to be there. I wanted to meet her mom. Mm-hmm. You know, I never got a chance to do that. And um, so, yeah, that's one of my big, like, if I have an Angela regret, that I've always told her that's one of my biggest regrets was not making it to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end of the block by block thing. But, but at the yeah. time, at the time, mm-hmm. I don't think, like, I want to say that probably didn't seem as important. It just sounded like something fun to do, no, right? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Because um, I had, we had covered it in the magazine. Yeah. And it it got a lot of attention. Like, yeah. it was something that was that people were interested in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it was something that, that this was, like, before the million Facebook groups. This yeah. was, mm-hmm. we were talking 2009. Yeah. 2000, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um. So this was before like San Pedro really was like, you know, crazy on social media, if you will. This was prior to that, you know. So her having a, a presence on the web and doing what she was doing was very unique and was very like, oh my gosh, really? Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, by the time it ended, it was a you know she garnered fans. She I mean the people who attended them did half the people who attended the uh, her. Uh, and Shindig like didn't I don't think really even some of the people didn't even know her like mm-hmm. until the blog you know, they mm-hmm. wanted to come out and like celebrate with her mm-hmm. so that was really cool then I knew she and I knew from then on like she was somebody special like I knew for not only just for me but for San Pedro and certainly you know with when it came to working with her through the magazine like she was you know she was my anchor she was my linchpin for a lot of things mm-hmm. so is it just me or is like the thought of walking every block in San Pedro just so incredibly ambitious and Oh yeah. I mean for me I'd be like hell no. Oh yeah. I mean walk. there are people who who joke all the time though. There are places you wouldn't even drive through in San Pedro. What why would you walk in San Pedro? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's funny. I mean it's terrible to sad too, but it's funny. But um but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, but she did. She literally walked every single block in San Pedro. Do you know how long it took her? It took her nine months. Yeah, nine and months. I think she did at least a post every day, like yeah, five yeah, days a week. It's still on her blog. Yeah. Is still online through um, yes WordPress. The yeah through WordPress is still it's still hosted up there. So I checked it out a yeah. long time ago, but I gotta admit I haven't been on there in a long time. It's a fun read. Like honestly, like when we were when we were doing the 
after she passed and doing the memorial issue, like, I mean, I spent, I know I spent a couple nights just scrolling yeah. through, just reading, because, I mean, it really is a chronicle of, it really is a snapshot of San Pedro during that time period, too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just yes. historical, it was also, like, of the now. Mm-hmm. Like, so she was photographing things on her walks. Like, she was taking pictures of all, she took a picture of all the street signs, maybe she made a big collage of it. Wow. Before the um, landslide, too. Oh, that's right, yeah. This yeah. was all before the landslide. Yeah. This yeah. is before the Paseo del Mar landslide, too. So, like, there was a lot of, you know, she 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 did her work. You know, yeah. she did a lot of work for it. And it was something really interesting. And, you, and like I said, it was really a, I use that word unique a lot. But, it was, I mean, nobody else did it. No, no. one else has done it. I know? feel like nobody would I don't think everybody will do it. Nobody would think to do that. I, I don't, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't do that. Like, I don't even want to go on Conquer the Bridge. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't think... I, w- I wouldn't even have thought to do anything like that. And it, her curiosity about this town, I think, is what makes it so incredible, you know, because she wanted to actually see every single block in this town. Well, it was part of her, it was part of her integrity. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was an example of her integrity. She could not, she always said she could not be a, a historian for San Pedro if she never walked the walk. She put in the work. She put she, in the work. There will yeah. be no one who researched and devoted their time to San Pedro like Angela did. Yeah. And I think people do kind of want the instant knowledge download, but you really can't get that unless you do what Angela did. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There, there, there's so many people, I'm noticing it now too, especially now online, there's so many historical posts about Pedro going up. People writing their own history down, not citing any sources, mm-hmm. not citing any anything. They're putting up stuff that are anecdotal. We don't know if it's true or not. We don't know if what they're saying is is legit i can't trust it even though the source might be legit you know mm-hmm. angela was one of those people i trusted because i knew that what she was going to give me when it came to what she either wrote in the magazine or what she was doing through the heritage museum stuff that she eventually founded i knew that it was well researched and it was factual because her reputation was on the line yes and i feel like you know, if anyone were to be like, that's not true, she would have all the receipts. She'd be like, absolutely. Yep. And that's, that was the, yeah, you know what I mean? And exactly. she's like, I'd have these interviews from so-and-so I'd have these documents yeah. from this, whatever. Like she was somebody who had the receipts. That's something I, I'm like, I incredibly respect. And I knew that about Angela. I think her integrity is something that I knew about her without really even understanding the work that she was doing. I want to say that when I met her, like she was really just, you know, your friend and you guys did the, the podcast together. That's so Pedro. So in the beginning of this relaunch, I talked about her. Um, her yeah. Yeah. I talked about, <laughs> I talked about Romy and Megan and their like, that's so Pedro podcast, how she had that before and how I remember telling her, Hey, you got to do it again. We're listening to podcasts now. I know. It Let's was, do it. You yeah. know, it was ahead of its time. Yeah, sure. it was. It totally. was ahead of its time. I liked it, but I wasn't like it was a. It was a thing where you had to kind of go out of your way to listen. You yeah, know? it was on like SoundCloud or something. Yeah. yeah. So now, I mean, I would. Um, you know, I mean, we all listen to podcasts on our commute. So I remember telling her, "Do it," you know, and she really is the. I mean, I, I've already went into it on the podcast, but she. She was a huge inspiration for me, and I think her green light and her blessing is the only reason this podcast exists, you know? Um, okay, so block by block, what do you think, do you, just, do you remember from either one of you, if she told you anything about what that project meant to her and what it did for her as far as, like, 
you know, setting her up as a historian? I think it just propelled her into what she would, to finding her path and passion. Mm-hmm. And it, and you know, she was, what from what she explained to me, like she, prior to doing block by block, she was more of a shy, reserved person. And that experience forced her to get out there and you know she had all kinds of like strangers from the internet who were fans of hers mm-hmm. and um they all felt like they knew her mm-hmm. and and i think that's a testament to how she wrote mm-hmm. and her tone it was so personal and relatable yeah and um so yeah i think that project got her to come out of her shell a bit and then just all the hours she spent in the historical archives, just going through microfilm. And also she she used to say that she had like a semi-photographic memory. And I think that was a big part of it with the Sampito block by block and also with the microfilm. Like she, she almost had like an archive in her mind mm-hmm. of topics and events and people and photos yeah. from everything she came across. Mm-hmm. So even though San Pedro Block by Block ended, she continued her work and she just got deeper into the research and spent hours and hours in the archives. Hey, just a reminder that we have a Patreon. If you're enjoying the podcast and you're loving this episode, then I invite you to visit us at patreon.com slash hello San Pedro. In this week's bonus episode, you will get a lot more of this conversation. This conversation was so long that we couldn't fit it in one episode. So you're going to hear more from Megan and Josh and a lot more about Angela Romero. You will also hear me break down in tears a couple times um, and share some really cool stories and as we reminisce about Angela Romero. So I hope you enjoy and hopefully see you over there. Well, Josh, when she started writing for the magazine, what was she writing about? Yeah, I don't remember her, the topic of her first column, but I knew that what she wanted to do was she wanted to share the history of yeah. the town. That was what she wanted. She didn't, like, I remember us going back and forth at one point. Like, she didn't know if she wanted a column or not, but she was excited that I offered it to her. And it was like a back and forth thing. And then um, eventually she started writing, like I said, it took June of 2011. Um, what was the response? I mean, it was great. The response was wonderful. People really... Uh, obviously liked what she was writing and they kind of she became a favorite you know a favorite columnist in the in the magazine which was great and you know she loved it and she loved writing for it um she became my biggest uh cheerleader she was she was my you know she was out there preaching the the gospel of the magazine when I didn't want to <laughs> You know, you know, Josh, I think you attract people who love this town to you, I think, in a way. I think I told I think I told Romy that one time. Um, because she loves the magazine so much. And um yeah, and it, it just makes sense that she came here. <laughs> yeah, I mean we really connected. Like it was like it's weird. I was trying to prepare for this podcast and to talk to you because you get you sent like a, that text message about what the topics you want to talk about. And like my relationship with her was so it was so different because we didn't hang out like we didn't hang out buddy buddy yeah you know there are times yeah we go out to lunch sometimes or we grab a coffee and we chat and we but we never like you you had a different relationship with her. you you guys went places you guys did things together you know you guys angela and i were very i felt like whenever we met it was like or whenever we got together it was like this incredibly private affair in, in, in the sense that our time was always our time. I never, I rarely went out with her with other people. I rarely, you know, it was just like every time we talked and we always would just 
talk. She was always passionate about Pedro. And, you know, we would get into like personal stuff and she obviously knew about my life and I knew about her life and stuff like that. And, but whenever we would talk, it was, it was just always fueled by this, and I say strange flippantly, but it, I it was it was strange to me at the time, and to some people it does reek as strange sometimes. But she had this passion for this town that just is unmatched. Mm-hmm. That it was unmatched, and I don't think will ever be matched really, um, because it's more than just you know being a Pedro cheerleader in the sense of wearing a hat and wearing a T-shirt and claiming your you know your multi-generational or whatever whatever pedro pedigree you wanted to lay on people and i know that that's a part of this town and it's a unique part of this town and whatnot but she like dug deep here like she could tell you things that you didn't know about your own family mm-hmm. like that's how deep she dug mm-hmm. you know she would meet people you know, she would meet people randomly who, and she'd ask them, you know, they're like, she'd tell them like, she'd ask, she'd, she'd get ask their, their last name. name. Yeah. She'd ask yeah. their last name and say, Oh, are you related to so-and-so and so-and-so? And they'd either pick one or two, you know, cause they're like, but she knew there was one or two to pick from because she knows like, yeah. you know, there's, there are a lot of, there are a lot of names in this town without, I don't want to name a bunch of names and name people, but there are a lot of last names, surnames in this town that carry a lot of weight here mm-hmm. and that have, um, they are multi-generational that Bred a lot of people and have a lot of, you know, yeah. cousins and uncles and whatnot. So, but she was a master at weaving those, uh, those, those, uh, webs. those webs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just found that so funny and so fascinating about her. But that was a long tangent, but yeah. <laughs> she got to know every corner of San Pedro and every culture. You the know? culture thing is really important too. That, yeah. yes. to me, that is one of the biggest things about her. She, there's this, there's this weird thing about Pedro where in many ways in many ways we are one unique town but in also many ways we are segregated yeah. in a lot of ways there you know we have our different cultural little aspects you know we have you know our you know obviously Croatian and Italian and we have a large Hispanic population now we're getting a really great African American population all these people are coming into this town we are an incredible melting pot of culture which is wonderful and Angela loved that about this town and um, one of the things I love about this town and she was unafraid to throw herself into mm-hmm. the middle of it she would go to the Norwegian uh, church and go to their Norwegian ceremonies all done in all done in their native language because she loved the community of it. She mm-hmm. loved being a part of it. She loved seeing, like, I always laughed when she told me she was going to the Norwegian, you know, church down Beacon Street because yeah. I thought that was the funniest thing. And she went to Temple Bethel. And she and, went, yes, and yes. And she took Croatian classes for a little bit. She took Croatian yeah. language classes. She went. To, she oh um, was helping Temple Bethel up until up until the time she died. She was helping them put together their 100-year yes. anniversary, which yep. were which would have been this month with the magazine. I've been, that's what I've been working on. Yep. But, um... Yeah, so she just threw herself into every culture in town that she could just to be a part of it and just to, like, uh, um, experience it so she could come at you Mm -hmm. with, no, 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 I 
I lived it. I saw it. I know what it's about. You may have your mm-hmm. opinion, but I have this outside perspective. Yeah. But she was in there. She was in the room with the people. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And absolutely. She, and she viewed it all as equal, like equally yes. validly San Pedro. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. There was no, there was no, no one. There was no one bigger than the other. We were mm-hmm. all, a, we were all an incredible melting pot of culture here. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, that is the one thing that. It's one thing that people come here love about this town, mm-hmm. you know, and we are becoming more and more of that as the years progress, you know, because people move out of town, this place becomes a little bit too expensive to live, you know, so we have a lot of uh, transplants coming into town that are shifting yep. the 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 um, dynamic and yes. the cultural aspect of here. Yes. But it also introduces new people to town who are coming here and appreciating it mm-hmm. for our history. So, you know, there's a, it's, it's a balancing act, but yeah. Um, that reminds me of like one of the most memorable, I mean, there was a lot of really good pieces that she wrote and I have to say, I haven't read all of them. I didn't start reading her stuff until like way later, you know, and then there would just be months where I'm like, you know, I I forgot to read it this month, you know? Um, but I remember one of the most memorable things that she wrote. And I think like one of the biggest takeaways is like, you know, there are a lot of cultures here that really want to claim, you know, kind of like, um, just put their flag on San Pedro, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, to what to your point, she really did say, no, like, we are a melting pot. Um, and one of the most memorable things I remember her writing is that, you know, if, if Pedro is a little anything, it's a little America. Right, <laughs> right? right, she did write that. Um, yeah. And that, you know, that just comes from us wanting to claim different, you know, cultures and heritage from, you know, as Pedro. Um, but yeah, there's so many different people here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the tours, at what point did that start? I think she started Townie Tours in 2011. Mm-hmm. And I think it actually started her kind of unofficial dry run was her mom had her um, take some some friends of hers down to downtown San Pedro, maybe on a first Thursday, and said, show us around, tell us about the history. And, <laughs> and then she, yeah, she turned that into a business. Wow. And she was getting tour requests like from there on for that, that was yeah. an ongoing thing she did and she had various tours filming locations downtown san pedro vinegar hill um, i did the vinegar hill one spooky san pedro that was fun i never did that one yeah mm-hmm. i mean she she could find like the most obscure theme for a tour and or a history talk and it was so fascinating yeah it was also those the tours were an example of of her bringing the history to the people, which was be, which was her became her mission when she decided that she wanted to be a historian. And she was going to school for it and was doing the due diligence to get it all going. Like the tours were the beginning of her realizing that for people to be interested in the history, she had to make it accessible to them. And that's why she had such a, I want to say tumultuous, but she definitely had a, a um, uh, I'll say tumultuous, but like, that's why her relationship with the, uh, the archives was always tough because she always felt it was, why is this stuff locked up in here? Why can't people appreciate it? Why isn't there a museum where we could do something like this? And that's what, obviously, further down later on, before she would pass, she would, you know, found the San Pedro Heritage Museum because of that, with that in mind. 
but the tours were were was her history it was her history come alive it was her um way of of making people care because that the number one thing you know when i asked her on her deathbed what she wanted you know i asked her what she wanted to be remembered for what she wanted to, people to think about her and the last thing she says i just want people to care mm-hmm. you know, the last thing she says i just mm-hmm. want people to care mm-hmm. and you know that was you know that was it that she just wanted people to care yeah about this town and we do luckily she's in a town where we do care mm-hmm. and you know that was important you won't see people like her in in other cities you just don't see them they don't celebrate their towns the way we do here we don't we're a town where people get tattoos and wear it on their hats and wear it on their t-shirts and put it on their license plates use their email i can't tell you how many emails i get sent to the magazine that have some type of san pedro reference mm-hmm. like it's just how it is mm-hmm. and and it's unusual right it's incredibly unusual because i only grew up this way in this community and it's like I, you know, when I go other places, I'm like... To us, no. it's normal. Yeah, but, to us, it's normal, yeah, but other places don't really have that, no, you know? No, they don't. Yeah. And that's the funny That's the funny thing about this town. Like, I always joke, like, you don't see people wearing Gardena t-shirts. You don't see people seeing wearing Torrance yeah. t-shirts. I mean, other than the big, like, Long Beach, you know, because, like, other celebrities have claimed it and also have, like, made it part of another culture. Yeah. That's a larger culture, hip-hop culture, whatever. Right. Like... Nobody knows about Pedro. It's literally just like a local pride. It's you know a local what I mean? Pride thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think this changed over time, but when yeah. Angela started her work and, and started that So Pedro, she was trying in part um, beyond just like sharing her enthusiasm for San Pedro culture and history and preserving it, she was also combating negative attitudes about San Pedro. Yeah. And her tagline was, that's so Pedro, positively San Pedro. Mm-hmm. That's I right. Remember I remember that. San Pedro. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And that, that, again, that's another thing that we, we shared with, you know, the magazine is, you know, mostly positive and she wanted to keep that. We had the same mission mm-hmm. going into it, you know, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing why we connected so much. Okay. First of all, that's so Pedro was something that she started and it's separate from towning tours and it was separate from block by block. It yeah, was, it was a it few was, years later after towning tours. It was her blog and it was kind of just like her observations and her history research about that about San Pedro. I can't re- I think it started as podcast. the podcast, podcast and then she had like social media pages and the blog accompanying yeah. it. Oh, it started yeah. as the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Yeah. The OG San Pedro podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Um so I remember when I first discovered the podcast, I thought it was so cool. I heard her, you know, talk to Elise Swanson and I was like mm. that was the first one I think I listened to. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing." And that's, you know, and then I ran into you. I remember be- seeing you at Starbucks and being like, oh, my gosh, I heard the episode. You're, like, handing me my drink. And I'm like, did you guys think about doing this? Did you guys <laughs> think about doing this? You know? And that's when, you know, your brain gets kind of, like, firing. I don't think I ever realized I even loved this town so much until I was, like, leaving it every day. And I was telling people where I was from. But then I had to tell them everything. I had to be like, no, you know this town because you saw this bridge and this movie. And, you know you know what I mean? And then I had to let them know. You know, people had their, like you said, like their kind of like the rep that we have sometimes it's not a negative i mean it's not a 
necessarily a positive reputation that we have sometimes for from outside communities and I like literally had to school them on how great this town was and that's when I realized like I identified really strongly with what what Angela was doing you know um and I only ever knew her as Romy until I started hanging out with you guys and you and every you know people would call her Angela I don't think I knew that was her name for a minute um so that's so Pedro came about and what I love also about that so Pedro is the name of it because (laughs) it is so it is exactly what we say when we see something that is just so Pedro. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of the things that I remember at her like celebration of life um, was like running into my cousin, uh, but not really knowing. I didn't know he knew Angela or her family or anything like that. And I just remember being like, are you Darren? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm your cousin. I'm Lola's daughter, you know? And I just felt like that was a moment created or just like orchestrated by Romy somehow from from beyond because that's exactly, I mean, I think of her all the time because I'm constantly seeing things that are just so Pedro. Um, okay, so let's go into, let's go into the museum. Who did she tell first about the museum? Did she come to you with this idea? I don't know who she told first, but I'm sure I was one of the earlier ones. Yeah. But when she first came to you, <clears throat> what did what was it? What was that conversation like? Um, well, we had talked about a museum for years. Like it was one of those things I had written a column about starting a museum in San Pedro in like 2008 or 9 or something like that. It was almost a tongue in cheek column about you know, why don't we have any place to celebrate our history? I even joked about, you know, getting a Whitey Conaline van and having, you know, Mike Watt, you know, in a, <laughs> uh, have a Whitey Conaline van on display and stuff like that for the Minuteman and all that stuff. But um, it was never something that I ever thought would um, be a thing. Mm-hmm. And through the years, Angela always kept she really believed that there could be like, she was the one I kind of wrote about as a tongue in cheek thing. Like, I don't think it just happened. It was just a funny thing to write about, but she was like, no, I think we could, I think that can actually be a thing. People care about enough about this town that a legit brick and mortar display of this town's history, I think would go really well. And she was a hip on that. And so I don't remember when she came up, came to me with the idea, but I remember her saying she wanted to be legit and start doing I remember the first thing I think she came up to me with was the name. Like she was bouncing around different names for it. And then she eventually settled on the Heritage Museum. And heritage was an important word because that's what the museum was celebrating. It was celebrating, you know, the the town's heritage, how it came up, you know, um, the collective heritage of of San Pedro. And, um, yeah, and she wanted to launch it, you know, she really wanted to get things going because um, it started. We started meeting in 2019. It was prior to the pandemic, and we really wanted to come out with a come out with a bang. We wanted to do this like Bukowski, uh, Charles Bukowski thing, and we're still working on that right now. I'm, you know, I've, I've taken over the reins of the museum board and everything, so we're all that stuff still in flux. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, but the museum going back to the original thing. Her idea was to. Again, the same thing I've been saying this whole time, wanting to bring the history to uh, the people. To the people. Yeah. I can totally see a museum here. And ever since she told me about 
All right, so let's back up. I was helping her, I remember, with, like, that so Pedro. She was like, I want to grow it. I want to do more. I want to do something, you know? And I was like, cool, let's talk about ideas. And I would go to her studio and hang out with her at Angel's Gate. And we would literally just brainstorm ideas that she could do for that so Pedro, you know? And it was, like, merch and, you know, a, a map and, you know, all these different tour things that she could do. And, um, and I remember putting together, like, a concise little, like, it wasn't a business plan per se, but it was just kind of like an idea book for her. And, um, and she told me one time too, she was like, you know, I didn't know that you were my, like, you were actually a friend of mine for a long time. <laughs> and I feel like Angela was somebody that you really did have to earn her, her kind of like her respect and her time. I felt like I had to earn her time. You know what I mean? I felt like her time was valuable and really important. I've, I've like, I don't know why, but I, from a very, since from the very beginning, I felt like, oh my God, she's a big deal. To me, she was a big deal. Even when I didn't know about all of her work and everything that she's done, you know, I feel like I just continued to discover all of her work after I met her, you know? Um, and I remember, you know, there was a point where, you know, I think I was like starting my family and, you know, I got kind of busy and I said, hey, I have to kind of like step away for a little bit. But she told me that, you know, she wanted to start a museum and I was like, hell yes, I could totally see that happening. And she can tell you these things in a way, like even if they're crazy, for example, like block by block is crazy. Um, but she can tell you in a way that it is like, a hundred percent it sounds achievable it sounds amazing it sounds incredible you were like a hundred percent behind it when she had her first um museum talk her you know san pedro heritage museum talk at sirens Mm -hmm. um my i invited my mom to come and at the time i was like running around and doing all this stuff for the event right i'm Mm -hmm. like mom i need to borrow the tablecloths i need to do this and i need to get a background and you know she was she told me after the talk, after she attended, she's like, you know, I kind of was like, why are you running around all over the place for this person? She goes, but I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's an incredible woman. I think she's going to do amazing things here. You know, there's something about Angela that was so magnetic, you know? All right. So Megan, can you share with us some of your earlier memories with Rome, well, with Angela, just as a person, you know, how would you describe her to someone who hasn't met her or didn't know her personally? Hmm, that's a good question. Because hmm. I don't really know how to describe um, Angela's essence. I mean, she was very witty and wickedly funny, really, really smart, and she was like the queen of analogies. She was so hyper creative. She was constantly doodling. She was constantly coming up with new ideas. Um, But when I first met her, so I interviewed her. So it was a, you know, reporter interviewing someone. And then when I went on my lunch break that night, she was still there blogging or whatever. And I sat with her on my lunch break and we talked and we just like really clicked. And so very quickly, our, our relationship changed to becoming friends and then becoming like really close friends and she is like one of my best friends and and it's kind of crazy to think about now because I you know I've become friendly with people who I had interviewed in the past but never did they become my best friend to the point where like I almost forgot that that was how we met Mm -hmm. but so it was really fast friendship and um she was just so so wise and um one thing she told me later on was that 
part of why she was drawn to me was because I reminded her of her like younger, shyer self. Mm. And so she wanted to mentor me, which she did. She was like my greatest mentor ever. She told me that in private too. (laughs) (laughs) About you. (laughs) About you. And so, Josh, you first got your introduction with her on Twitter. And do you remember what it was like when you really had your first, like, conversation? You were like, oh, she's really cool down to earth. Yeah, because, well, when we got to, well, you know, even though we got to know each other, like, I met her that, I met her in person in 2008, like I said, the one grand. And then, you know, we became um, quick, quick acquaintances, I should say. Not really friends first, but the friendship built. Um but yeah i mean just just going back to what megan said she was wickedly smart and incredibly she had the darkest sense of humor too yep i remember that it was like sometimes she would i mean the text messages we've shared like the things that we that she'd say i mean my god she was funny as hell um but the thing that drew me to her was simply just her passion. Like I'm, I'm drawn to passionate people when it comes to the magazine. Like I want people who have the same passion that I want people to feel when they read the magazine, you know, it's like, and she had that and she was a champion for that. She had conflicting views about the state of San Pedro. You know, on the one hand, she um, loves loved the fact that, you know, things are being renovated and redone and and there's um, all this attention and people are starting to appreciate San Pedro more. Um, but on the other hand, she's a she could be a purist sometimes with a lot of things. And she she's not convinced like there's this whole thing in town about density about we need to bring people into town. Because we're building all these new things, we're gonna need people to fill them up, and so that the solution to that is make all these high rises and apartments and condos, these all in the downtown area right now, and that's the direction this town has been going in for a couple of years. And she wasn't convinced that density was the answer to that, but time will tell <laughs> if she who was right on that on that front, but. Her biggest thing was she wanted people to care about the history of this town. She was, for lack of a better term, an evangelical for San Pedro. She sung its praises. She wanted, and and she wasn't singing these praises in any fake way. Like, she wasn't telling people things that were untrue. Right. She wasn't selling them a bag of BS. Yes. It wasn't just all like rainbows and sunshine. It wasn't she PR marketing. Us, yes. It wasn't, it, it's never been PR marketing. With and her. she called out PR. And she, she did. And she would always call out PR marketing when they be, when they do something that was completely off base, which happens a lot when, mm-hmm. in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, but she, she had a, a love-hate relationship with the developers here. You know, she was good friends with Alan Johnson, who's you know, Jericho Development, who's one of the people behind West Harbor. And um, Alan has a is really big is a big historian historical guy too. He you know the buildings that his company owns are historical buildings, and they try to keep them up that way. Um, but there's also you know this whole thing about San Pedro being redone for a new generation, and Portsacol being wiped out, and West Harbor coming in, and it's a, it's a big to do here, and it's going to be even bigger because. The groundbreaking ceremony is only in a month or two, a month and a half or something like that. Ugh. Next year, it's supposed to be open. So we're talking in a very short time period mm. of what 
this town might be experiencing a very very swift culture kick in the butt you know yeah so anyhow i think a lot of where that came from with her was she was fiercely protective of san pedro and san pedro history and yeah she was guarded with people there you know it was like you earn my respect because she had um she had a finely tuned bs detector oh yeah and you know angela was just about the pure appreciation enthusiasm and preservation of San Pedro history and culture. Mm -hmm. And she did not have an agenda. So she was definitely leery of people who had a political agenda, had something to sell, were trying to make a buck, and were coming to her wanting all this knowledge that she spent years putting research into, just wanting it for free, you know? And she she was very much about making sure people had the right intentions. Yeah, Yeah. and she was very much about protecting that. She didn't want to be taken advantage of. Mm You know, there's there. There was a thing about it's really interesting her what she did because it wasn't anything. Um, uh, you couldn't. It's not. You couldn't grab it. You know, it's knowledge. It wasn't tangible. It's not, yeah, not tangible. Yeah. It was in the ether, and it's it's information. It's information that's really important information. But she was like a keeper of a lot of it. You yeah. Know, because, and- yeah. Her research was her intellectual property. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It really was. And people, you know, because we, as we learned with newspapers, that, you know, We've content online this. is free. Mm-hmm. And right. how do you, you know, remind people that there's there's a skill, there's a trained yeah. skill in there's work. There's work and there's time and there's effort and there's, there's a lot of work that goes behind a lot, everything that gets published, you know? Yeah. And she was one of the people who, you know, does one thing about her. You know, she never skimped on her columns. She always dotted her t's and crossed her eyes and if she didn't know something if she didn't know something well enough she wouldn't write about it mm-hmm. um you know yeah that's just how she that's just how she operated that was that was her base mm-hmm. that was her baseline that's she she didn't she didn't suffer fools easily yeah she did not suffer fools mm-hmm. easily at all um did she tell you what she would like for the future of the san peter heritage museum well i mean i know that she entrusted you as well as a couple other people with the vision, but you're the kind of the the, the primary <laughs> person. Well, right? I wouldn't say I'm the prime. I am the steward. Yeah. Of <clears throat> of her ideas. Steward. Yeah. I'm the mm-hmm. steward of them. I I would never ever take ownership of any of it, but um, the museum's an interesting topic right now because. Uh, Yes, we're still continuing with the idea of putting together a heritage museum, a San Pedro Heritage Museum. We still have a board of directors. We're still meeting. Um, it's just that right now, there's everything was so in flux with Angela's passing that there's a lot of stuff we need to go through still. She had an office full of artifacts, full of you know, full of of, of stuff that needs to be gone through and categorized and and that. But but long term thinking with the with the museum, I'm definitely. Um, uh, committed to seeing her vision through with some form of brick and mortar amazing thing with this and, and the and the whole board is committed to that wonderful and we've gotten news that maybe it might happen sooner than we think awesome. so you know there's nothing you can talk about here but it's definitely something that um, we can all hope for yeah and join in the manifesting of <laughs> yeah yeah you know there's definitely things that are moving right now that have happened Good. in the recent future that I could see Mm-hmm. Could see manifesting as something that she would be happy with, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's the case. But yeah, um, and 
is there anything you wanted to share as far as like you know we we all had the honor and privilege of being able to be with her in her you know last week or so and actually have those conversations um Megan is there anything you want to share as far as like what she would have hoped for or um as far as her you know vision goes for San Pedro uh yeah she told me that she wanted me to be involved in um publishing her writing amazing also her like recorded lectures and things yeah what are some ways that the community can continue her legacy in a way I'm being a this is going to be cheese ball, but like right now I'm wearing her You're totally Tell the wearing World about shirt. San Pedro shirt. Yes. And I think that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great message. My husband um, wears that shirt all the time. I have seen pictures of you. Like that's kind of one of his favorite shirts, I think. Um, yeah. He wears it all the time. And I think, um, yeah, I think Tell the World About San Pedro is like a really good um good way to kind of keep it alive i think she wanted us like as we're gonna you know have an influx of new uh residents in san pedro um to have have a have open arms and um you know new a lot of new people in town um they're very drawn to the pride we have yes mm-hmm. and the coziness as yes. she described and the vibe and i think she put that into words better th- than anyone ever can and that's why people were so drawn to her writing and her yeah. talks and everything and so she, she was big about that she was like change is coming it's happening there's no way to stop it and if i can share what i know and share that vibe with with an eager audience who wants to be a part of that yeah um then she's doing her part to preserve yeah san Pedro's history and culture and legacy uh-huh the one thing that i always found interesting was um through the years, uh, new San Pedrians, like people who recently moved into town, would seek her out. Yep. And they would seek her out for info. They wanted to know about San Pedro. They wanted to know about why, you know, this place that they invested money in, what, what's it about? Or tell me about the, the area where I, where I moved to. Or, you know, um, she was a highly sought after person, like you said, for information. But the thing is, too, like, she hated the arrogance that came with the Pedro pedigree. Yes. Yes. She wasn't a fan of that. Yes. And she expressed it in so many words in her final column, the Keep San Pedro Cozy uh, piece, by saying, by welcoming the new Sam. Because she, through her experience, she found that the people who are moving into town are as passionate, if not more passionate, about living in San Pedro than the people who have been here all their lives. Yeah. Because we take it for granted sometimes mm-hmm. where we're from, you mm-hmm. know, and where we've lived and, and stuff here. But the people who are moving in here, you know, it's new to them. They're invested here. They, maybe they've bought a house or, you know, or, the, or they're living in an apartment or whatever, but they, they're here. And that was the one thing Angela got tickled by a lot, by people who would seek her out for information on, on, on here Mm -hmm. and so much so that that she believed that they were the future like the people the transplants coming into town they're the future of san pedro like the multi-generational families we have they're getting smaller and smaller every year i know nobody's staying in town anymore everybody all the 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 gen z's and the gen y's of these families can't afford it can't afford it everybody's (laughs) moving out of town they're moving they're moving out yeah so you're seeing a lot of families either cash out of their homes and and bolt or just eventually just 
you know, get smaller and smaller. And, you know, sooner or later, you know, 10 years from now, we're going to have a very different town. Mm-hmm. I really do think like 10 years from now, we're talking, think about how San Pedro was in 2012. You know. Iowa and Crafted just opened. That was the first year of Iowa and Crafted. Um, that was like the, the big, the two big things for the waterfront to happen that year. Um, but now 10 years later, Port call is gone. It's going to be completely redone. Mm-hmm. We may have an amphitheater at the end of the of the thing as well. I mean, there's so much stuff going on here yeah. that you know it's going to bring new people in here. But hopefully, those new people that come in share that that sense of wonder and that sense of curiosity and that sense of pride that you know that can really help you know, this town stay the way it's been. Um, I feel like we've kind of covered everything. I feel like we could also go on forever because her work and her, everything about her just could, I mean, it could really be stretched out. I mean, her work to this day can fill so many books. So Josh, you were kind of left as as a steward of her San Pedro Heritage um, Museum mm-hmm. vision, mm-hmm. and that is still being kept alive mm-hmm. by the people in charge and the board, so that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Megan, you were kind of also left as, as a steward of her work and publishing her work. What does that look like for you? Um, I mean, I have to... You're like, it's I have not to happening dive in. now. It, it's, yeah, yeah I, I have to dive in. I mean, yeah. she definitely, like, sent me a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if, An- if people know, but, like, Angela, in addition to her columns, she, you know, she went back to school and got her bachelor's in history, and she wrote a lot of she wrote a lo- um, she wrote historical in a- research papers yeah. about San Pedro. Can you just name that one that she was recognized for? Oh, it was called... I don't remember the full name, but it was about Charlie the Tuna. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. And who was she recognized by? She was recognized by the Los Angeles City Historical Society, and they actually invited her to become a board member, and she had to decline because of her health. Wow. But, she, yeah, she won an award for that. Um, and then she also was uh, – she wrote short stories. She wrote plays. She yeah. took yeah. a playwriting class, and her play, The Grief Sherpa, uh, was – chosen it was like like a short play it was chosen that quarter or semester to be put on by theater students it yeah. was still during COVID so it was over zoom but um that so I, she was very multi-dimensional with her writing well thank you so much for both of your time I really 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 appreciate you guys coming on to talk about Angela and who she was to the community and I feel like why we need to remember her and her work and kind of keep her legacy alive. There's so many people coming into to Pedro, as you mentioned, Josh, and um, I feel like there's still people have heard about her, but they never had the chance to meet her. You know, I've come across a few of those people. Yeah, I've, I've, people have been, after she passed, I had people reach out to me you know, yeah. through the magazine saying yeah. how... I wish I would have gone on those tours. I wish I would have, you know, there are a lot of re- I, I heard a lot of regrets. Oh, I have regrets. Yeah, I, I heard a lot, lot of those regrets. Because I, um, I, I really didn't indulge into her work until much, much, much later. Mm. She was like a friend of a friend for a long time, you know? And then I, like, kind of pick and chose things, projects that I would get involved with. But then I kind of, like, you know, did my own thing, right? Um, so I, I, I just... I'm excited about kind of the work of keeping her legacy alive. 
So if either of you need anything, I mean, please let me know because I'm ready to get my hands into some archives. I don't know what that's like, but I'll do it. (laughs) And when it comes time to publishing her work or getting some energy or momentum for the museum, like I am all for it. So um, I'm really, I'm really happy to have you guys here. And I'm really excited about what's to come in the future as far as, um, as far as all things Romy go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm excited about the future of Pedro and what that may look like um, because I really do think that there are enough people here who care who will keep San Pedro cozy and who will do the work of keeping San Pedro cozy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So if you're out there listening to this, reach out. What's that? If you're out there hearing this and want to be a part of that, reach out to us. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, can, I can definitely make the connect for you guys. So if... Um, Yeah, if you're interested in any way in all of her work or anything, um, I will have some links in the show notes. I'm going to link up her other episodes because she was my most frequenting guest on the podcast. And I'm going to link up her Keep San Pedro Cozy article and then any other things that you think I should link up from both of you. I will definitely link it up. Um, But in the meantime, let's keep San Pedro Cozy. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. all for our episode follow us for more on instagram at hello sp podcast huge thanks to rock ashfields at palm realty boutique for providing us such a gorgeous recording space and thank you to all of our amazing patreon supporters leave us a review and share this episode with your friends neighbors and co-workers see you next week